Just think of how many terrible decisions we had to make to get to this moment in time. We are so fucked. This is episode something of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. The Outlaws. I don't I don't know. I don't know what number it is. I, I have no idea yeah. what number it is, actually. I don't know what number it is either. Um, But yeah, we're doing The Outlaws. Which I didn't even know was going to be a movie. Yeah, and I think we have to we have to do an apology. We didn't get this out day one. I think we're three days late. I didn't realize this movie came out. And as you all know, we watch every Adam Sandler or Adam Sandler adjacent movie and talk about its themes and and some other stuff. You know, basic media literacy, all that nonsense. Um, and I didn't realize this was a Happy Madison production until a little late. Yeah, it doesn't really seem a lot like a Happy Madison production. I wouldn't know it by looking at the product for it, although it does have two Sandlers in it. It does not have Adam Sandler. And it doesn't have any of the like the regular recurring cast. Yeah, no recurring cast, but definitely I understand why they would pick this as a Oh yeah. movie to produce. Um that they they love uh Lauren Lapkus, and she she plays a small part. Happy Madison's a big fan of her. The mom, the mother-in-law in this movie has also been in a previous Happy Madison production, but I think as a very small part, because I don't remember her being in The Cobbler, but she was. Yeah, I do remember that. So this movie is a one-star Sandlayer film, which means it was produced by Happy Madison, but it wasn't written by Adam Sandler and didn't star him. Um, so it's really on the fringes, uh, but that doesn't mean we don't have to talk about it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I don't think there's going to be all that much to talk about. No, no. It's a very straightforward movie. Very formulaic, but fun. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um, I think while the writers of it were uh, Ben Zazov and Evan Turner... Um, and they made a very formulaic movie. Uh, the writers of Sherlock Holmes and Journey to Century Earth, not you know, huge. Wait, Sherlock Holmes or Sherlock Gnomes? Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah, it's different. You said Sherlock Holmes, and I wanted to make yeah, sure that everyone knew. I meant Sherlock Gnomes. Uh, so they they write kind of formulaic, uh, very. Sorry, motorcycle. Um, formulaic stuff. Uh, I'm going to assume that there was just a shit ton of ad-libbing uh, in this. And yeah. uh, the director is very new. I think this is, this might be the first... Uh, no, it's not the first thing he directed, but he directed The Wrong Missy. Oh, and Father of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does this type of one. Yeah. Um, I mean, out of those three movies, I think this one is the strongest. Oh, yeah. Um... It's fine. Obviously, I think Adam Devine, uh, the star of this film, did a ton of his own ad-libbing. The jokes were very in line with how he writes. Um, one of the things I recently saw, uh, if you don't know, Adam Devine is uh, the middle-sized guy in Workaholics, for everyone mm-hmm. wondering. Yes, this, this movie has two Workaholics people in it. Yeah, the other one is, uh, what, Blake Masters? Is that his name? I want to say his name Blake is Blake Anderson. I'm, I thought, my name's cooler. Uh, yeah, but it's not right. Who's Blake Masters? It, it sounds like a golfer, to be honest. Or is, am I just thinking like a Masters PGA tournament? <laughs> Blake Masters is an adventure capitalist? That's, why would I know this guy? You don't. Oh, you I, I do. I, I know him. It's because he's a piece of shit. I fucking hate this guy. Um, Alex, you're getting way off topic. You also yeah. haven't told me how many times you laughed or cried yet. Well, you have to guess my laughs. Um, okay, I'm going to guess that you laughed 12 times. Uh, I, really? Yeah. Uh, it was 48. Oh. Yeah, this I, I'm not counting. <laughs> this got a ton of chuckles out of me. I'm so messed up. I don't even know, like, how much is the number anymore. I don't know how That's... many times it's appropriate to laugh in a movie anymore. That is very high. But th- this is kind of like uh, um, it had one of my weaknesses in it, which is Richard Kind. Richard Kind could say anything and it will make me laugh. I think he is just one of the funniest people ever. So 
No, there are so many funny. Who 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 did you say what makes you laugh? Richard Kind. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Blake Richards for a second. No, I don't, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought you were combining Blake Anderson's name with uh, Richard Kind's name. No, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to belabor the point. It was pretty good, but I wouldn't watch it again. It was funny once. Um, yeah, but. Oh, what I was saying about their writing style is a thing I saw. Um, Adam Devine, Blake, and the other dude. Apparently, when they had a writer's room, they had a list of the most cliched jokes. Uh, and they said, we're not allowed to tell this joke. Um, so, like, a that's what she said type thing. Mm. Because it's lazy. And it is kind of hacky comedy. And they think they're funnier than that. And I think they did a great job of... I think once... They there was a joke that I'm like that was in the script and they didn't change it and it was pretty bad, but most of them were completely new, if you know what I mean. In Not, this movie or in Workaholics? In this movie. Okay, I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, I, no, I, yeah. I watched I, a little I, Workaholics. I don't know much about it. I don't. I don't know anything about it. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the movie did a good job playing with the material it had. This is a movie, I, was, I think it's only on Netflix, right? It's just a Netflix release? Yes. So it's just a Netflix release, but it has a pretty, like, interesting cast. So it has Adam Devine, like we said. Um, Pierce Brosnan plays the father-in-law in this. I mean, I think that that's pretty huge for a Netflix movie, Happy Madison. Um, Richard Kind... Uh, is the is the groom's father in it um michael rooker plays a detective uh so they they've got a lot of like people who are in other movies and have like other work going on um lacey mosley a podcaster who i love is who's also an actress of course um is in it playing one of the bank workers like there's just a lot of funny good actors in it and i think that because they were funny and charismatic it really helped the movie along i think if it had a worse cast it would be an absolute drag that i would have hated yeah uh if if you didn't like the the jokes you're gonna hate this movie yeah um and i am a hundred percent sure that the average critic didn't like the jokes you know just oh i'm i'm almost yeah. certain i have not looked at the tomato meter have oh, you Yes, I have, because I always check it. You want to guess it? Yeah, I'm going to say that it probably right now has like a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. For critics or audience? For for critics, I think it's probably, yeah, around 45. I think for audience, eh, maybe like 65. The audience score is 44, and the critic oh, no. is 22. Yeah, that okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. I would think yeah. that people would be a little bit more apt to give it a higher rating because it's only on Netflix, but maybe not. Oh. Never. Um, um, do you want me to go through a recap of the movie? Yeah, let's do that real right. quick. I think so, we can really speed through it, though, because it's mostly just jokes. Yeah. So the movie opens up with like a panorama doll set full of Disney characters, but also like some other random TV cartoon characters in a panorama set up to look like a wedding. And we find out that this is the panorama diorama. That's what it's called. Diorama seating chart for the wedding between our two Kind of one of our two main characters, Owen, and his soon-to-be bride, Parker. And uh, Adam Devine is playing Owen, and he is a goofy guy who works as a bank manager. And we find out in this scene that Parker's parents have finally said that they are going to go to the wedding, which is unusual that should be a red flag for all of us how do you like only now just say that you're gonna go to your daughter's wedding we learned that both of their parents can be a bit much um but we have not seen the the they have not met or owen has not met the in-laws ever so there's something going on already um but we also know that his parents can be overbearing the next scene we see his parents uh richard kind and oh, who's the mom the mom is Margie Browning. I don't know who that is. No, 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 no. Julie Julie Haggerty is the name of the of the actress. But the oh, she's been in 
she played Mrs. Claus in Noel. I have no idea who she is at all. She's been in a lot of stuff I've seen. Yeah. Regardless. Um, so, but they're really funny. I like, I like these characters very, um, supposed to be like the overbearing, nervous Nancy kind of characters. And we also learned that the in-laws, who they've never met, and who the parents, I'm going to refer to Owen's parents as the parents, and the and Parker's parents as the in-laws. The parents are suspicious of the in-laws because they've never been around. And the fiancé, they keep saying is a stripper, even though she's just a yoga instructor. And apparently the in-laws have been living in the Amazon with a tribe, and that's why they haven't ever been in contact. It doesn't matter. Uh, because I don't even know if that's true. They never really tell us. Anyway, so we get to see um, Owen at his job. We get to see him unlock uh, one of his employees from the vault because the employee can never figure out where the emergency release is to get out of the vault. And it also introduces the rival, a bank of Owen, um, owned by Phoebe King, Atlas Bank or some Atlas something like that, um, because he says, oh, this is like the same vault that she has at just like sets up that there's this other bank out there. Chekhov's uh, vault is what I wrote. Chekhov's vault, for sure. I mean, they did a good job. I mean, it was very telegraphed. The entire movie is very telegraphed. Yeah. Um, I will say, opening, they had one joke that was so bad that I was like, ooh, this it's going to be hard to bring me back. What um, was it? At, uh, him just windmilling his dick around. Because he was excited. Know, you know, when he was oh, yeah, yeah. like air humping. Uh, I was like, ah, that, that sucks. See, um, that's that's it's a weird character choice for him. I'll get into that later. I'm just, just going to keep going. Yeah, given that, I mean, yeah, I think it's fine to talk of. Uh, he's such a cautious character throughout, and that's his whole thing. Is like it's it didn't start off like that, which was weird. Yeah, right, right. Um, so this vault is open with a password, with a handprint, and with a voice code, which is him singing She Left Me Roses by the Stairs in a nasally Blink-182 voice. Good joke. Very good. So we, we get that set up. Uh, the next scene, we see all of Owen's family. They are eating teppanyaki at a, like, you know, kind of like a Benihana-type place. Um, we get to see how kind of awful his family is, like, just a generally kind of shitty family, vaguely shitty. But, you know, nothing like, it's just like a goofball kind of thing, like his dad's arm gets caught on fire at the teppanyaki place. But during this, uh, he makes a call to the storage facility because he's trying to get photos for his, uh, of his fiance and her family. Um, so he, he hears that they had had a, f a storage facility. Um, so he call, calls and asks about the McDermott locker, um, and then he has to hang up because his dad's arm is on fire. But the storage facility guy calls some Russian lady, who I wrote is like a knockoff John Wick character. Um, she's, yeah, that's definitely who she's supposed to be. Yeah, we see her. She like in her introduction scene, and um, we see her shooting a guy because he brought her shitty diamonds. And then. Uh... He thinks that she's going to set him into a pit full of sharks, uh, which she thinks which is a good idea. never pays off. That not paying off was a bummer. Yes, what a big bummer. Um, he, Owen goes home. Um, Parker, we're at, at least at this next scene, Owen is at home with some groceries. Parker calls him, says that she's coming home, that they're going to have sex. And he starts singing a song about boinking her. And the in-laws walk in behind them. And he kind of flips out, hits her with bread. She flips him. They have an introduction. And this is the first time I wrote the word Shrek. Oh, little did I know that this movie has a Shrek meter. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so excited. This is one of um, the more Shreked up movies in a it while. It is incredibly Shreked up movie, but um, there's actually no real hint of Shrek here. I just wrote Shrek because Pierce Brosnan kind of has a Shrek-ish accent. As in he's Irish, right? He's Irish, which... Which is it's just, he has an Irish accent, not a Shrekish accent. I know, but I wrote Shrekish, and you know what? They make a joke about it. They make a joke about the accent being Shrekish in this movie. Yeah, so I'm justified. I'm like, obviously, I am a mind reader hmm. of movies. True. He's kind of surprised. They say uh, that the door was unlocked, and uh, Owen says, well, that's funny, because I never forget to lock the door, and the dad starts yelling, are you calling my wife a liar? And then laughs and says, is it a joke? So it's like supposed to set them up as like this ominous kind of couple. 
Um, Parker gets home. They're really excited to see her. Um, they tell the story of how they met, which is how Owen took her yoga class and passed out in child's pose. Very funny to me. Uh, that got a laugh out of me. Um, and the parents are just not impressed. They obviously see him as a nerd or like really like uncool. Um, the next day, Parker has to go to work because someone called out or whatever. Um, and Owen takes a sick day, his first ever sick day that he's ever taken. And they go out. He says he's gotten tickets to a South American pottery exhibition because they just got back from this tribe. And they say, no, we don't want to go to that. They're all potteried out. Then he says, oh, we'll go to the Holocaust Museum, which was a weird kind of joke thrown in there. Obviously, no one wants to go to that. Um, and then... Well, I mean, all right. So, no, it was him thinking that he's talking to oh, two that's historians. Okay, okay, yes. So he's going sense. to every museum in the area. They, I, that just clicked with me. Yeah, it was he, he and his character believes they're historians and they blah, blah. So he just picked every place he could think of, basically. They, I feel like they didn't set that up as well as they could have. I mean, they, yeah, it's the yeah, it's, it, it's, it's obvious whatever. to us. They're not, uh, right. you know, historians because we've right. seen the Russian lady, but yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, they end up going skydiving and going to get tattoos. And he, Owen says that he's going to get a Shrek character tattoo. He doesn't, but I wrote Shrek again in all caps this time. Uh, and they also go drinking. And at the bar, the in-laws see the Russian lady, uh, whose name I never really learned, although they did say it a couple times. Um, and the dad goes over to her. Um, says Owen's just a family friend. He's an idiot who doesn't know what's going on. And so we know that they know each other at this scene. Um, the next day, because Owen has been drinking all night, he goes to work. He throws up in the bushes, um, says that the night was incredible. They did all this cool stuff. He's obviously very impressed by his in-laws. Thinks they're so cool. And then their bank gets robbed. And it's very obvious to all of us that the bank robbers are the in-laws. Um, they end up getting through all the security. Um and which one of the best jokes in it is that it has a voice uh activated part of getting into the vault and it's uh the line from Blink One Eighty Two uh all the small things so they force him at gunpoint to sing the song which is just it's a good thing it is really funny funny, funny move um and he even though he tries to like be kind of a hero he pushes the security button he tries to throw the ink pack in. Uh, in the duffel bag with them, all of that gets thwarted. He gets squirted by the ink pack. Um, and we, um, he realizes what has happened because during his drunken night out with his mother-in-law, he has told her literally everything about the bank. So we, we there's no mystery here. There's no mystery or tension with who this is. Uh, a detective in a Panama hat and a trench coat shows up. It is uh, Michael Rooker. Uh, Alex, you said that he's dressed like an old-timey journalist. He was. <laughs> he was. was. He was. Why is it a Panama hat? I don't know. He he was a he just had a weird character. He had a really weird character. Like at some point he's drinking Mylanta and like liquor together. Yeah. Uh and he's always like laying down in the backseat of someone else's car because he's like too drunk and gross to do anything. Yeah. Um, um he I interviews. Wit- they could have hit it harder though, I think, his they character. Could have. But not quite enough. Yeah. No. No, there's a lot that they could have done better, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's um, He interviews him, says that it's probably the ghost bandits, uh, a bunch of bank robbers, uh, some bank robbers who have been robbing banks and are, like, ghosts. And uh, the one thing the detective says that's bothering him is how they gained access to the bike to the bank's vault. And Owen starts crying. By the way, the in-laws and his fiance are in the room with him as they're being interviewed. Um, They go home. Uh, The in-laws have bought him a car, like a sports car. Um, And this freaks him out, obviously. He goes inside. He calls his security guard buddy who works at the bank with him, saying, oh, it was my in-laws. And the security guard scares him by saying, oh, that makes you an accessory. Or or more than accessory. You're a mastermind if you told your mother-in-law all of that. And then they rob the bank. 
And then his fiance walks in. He says, I thought this was just going to be a throwaway joke, but it actually becomes important. Um, he says that the he's on the phone with the baker because the baker just died. It was kicked in the chest by a horse. Yeah, uh, and he can't he's, the cake. You have to point out that he's lying. He's lying to his yes, fiance. He, he to lies to his fiance head. and says that he was talking to the baker. Not <laughs> This isn't right. a thing that happens. Right. So they have to cancel the the, he he ends up canceling the cake, lying because he has to cover up his lie and get a new cake. This becomes important later. Um, I like that they have that in there, kind of as like a fix to a plot hole because you wouldn't normally be cake tasting the week of your yeah. wedding. I think that's funny that that's something that they thought they needed to cover up. Yeah, when they don't cover up other stuff, I, I, that actually probably yeah. was just always in there. Um, yeah yeah because yeah they they didn't try to cover up plot holes they that's not that type of movie (laughs) right um we get a scene where we see the detective watching owen throw up in the bushes on the security tape and we see that he's suspicious of owen owen calls his parents and says that the in-laws are criminals and they say well of course they are why do you think they're skipping the wedding and he asks them when they meet at uh like for drinks and dinner the next day he says do the thing that you do where you ask a lot of invasive personal questions um and they do the first thing that the dad asks the father-in-law is have you ever committed a felony and this like raises all of their suspicions gets the fiance a little upset um owen's like trying to trick and quiz the in-laws all of that there's a couple funny jokes in here or like silly jokes i should say uh and then when they go home the fiance gets mad asks like what was going on and he tells her that he thinks it was her parents who robbed the bank and says uh and and gives all these reasons and she does not believe him of course again formulaic kind of movie um the in-laws end up leaving he follows them um they drive to a villa and give the russian lady uh, a duffel bag full of all the money he ends up watching although there's some hijinks along the way so he learns that they have to give the russian lady five million more dollars or she will have uh, parker killed because they were like old associates or something there's a really funny scene in here that i liked where he kicks a <laughs> sounds terrible <laughs> where he kicks a dog <laughs> Yeah, no. And all the Dobermans, because they set up the Dobermans to be like yeah. looking really scary, but they're little puppies. Well, no, they, they showed one dog that's growling, and then it's all their pu- it's puppies that chase him. So he just fucking boots this tiny dog. <laughs> it was so it was funny. It's a good trick. It was really I I I, I like that kind of like oh no, really weird, um, surprising kind of uh, joke in there. Um. He gets pulled over by the detective um, who finds masks and voice changers and all of the criminal stuff in the trunk of the car that the in-laws gave him. Um, And uh, the detective threatens to put him in jail for the weekend, which means that he's going to miss his wedding. So he says that he will try to catch them. And the detective asks him to wear a wire. So while he's wearing this wire, they all go to the cake tasting um, he keeps trying to tell his fiance like what's going on, uh, but he never really gets a chance. They go to a vegan bakery, which is run by uh, I don't know who the sister is, but the other one, uh, the vegan is somebody, but the diva is Jackie yeah, well, Sandler. The, the place is called Vegan Divas. Yes, that that your statement doesn't make sense if you do not say the name of the place. Well, now it now it makes sense because you said yeah. it. <laughs> so I think that Jackie Sandler was pretty funny in the scene um although she just played kind of a bit part um yeah just a she... drunk uh <laughs> drunk rich lady yeah who makes vegan cakes doesn't even make the vegan cakes she's just yeah. there she's just drunk um <laughs> her there is a part uh, uh you'll tell the joke they do that i liked oh yeah um yes. there ends up being a shootout uh because the russian comes in and holds parker hostage and there's a whole shootout um and there's cake everywhere at some point during it jackie sandler grabs the bottle of red icing to put on her neck and fake her death <laughs> which yeah it's very funny it was, was very funny part. uh owen grabs a gun but it's just fondant and the detective ends up almost arresting the in-laws everyone's gotten away the russian has parker and has sped off 
Um, I also want but, to point out uh, in that the the FBI agent just shoots blindly into a storefront yes. filled of innocent people, which is <laughs> was a pretty funny moment of like, yeah, this cop's fucking just so goddamn useless. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Um, but uh, the Russian ends up kidnapping Parker. They speed off and they're thwarted by the detective because he pulls a gun on them too and like he's about to arrest them, but they get away. There's a line in there where Owen says, this is why people don't trust the federal government. This is on you, when he yells at the detective. And they all they all get away. Um, the father-in-law, in this next scene, they pull off in the woods. They say, like, we don't know where she is because the Russian lady has all these houses. We're going to have to go get this $5 million. Um, and the father-in-law admits to framing Owen just so Parker wouldn't marry him. Um, and Owen says that he will help them rob a bank. Uh, because the best person to help rob banks is a bank manager who knows all about banks in the area. Um, it's always an inside job. Yeah. So sure. there was another kind of throwaway line at the beginning of the movie where they say they mentioned like the top ranked bank, and Owen says there's not a list of a ranking list of banks. That's not that's not real. Um, but he actually does have his own ranking of banks. Um, yeah. And he says, uh, well, Phoebe King, um, they go they go and do like a little introduction to Phoebe King and all of her security. And he says, oh, we we can't rob Phoebe King. She, her security is too good. We're going to rob this bank, which is owned by or run by a lazy guy who cuts corners. They had a, a great uh, the, the managers, Dean Winters, who. Uh, he's the mayhem guy from the commercials, but. uh, Yeah. He they when they're introducing him, they say this guy's only got one nut because one time he sat down too hard and they cut to him just sitting in a chair and then screaming. And I was like, ah, <laughs> good fucking joke, man. I don't know what to tell you. See, that's this that's scene, a banger joke. They're they're in a motel in the scene. And this scene is like one of my favorite scenes. In the, it is my favorite scene in the whole movie because they they do a parody of like bank robbing heist movies where they have like all these clips to show you like oh the security and the person blah 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 first like the super state of the art one to make it seem like oh gosh they're going to be in for a hell of a time in this next scene when they go try to rob phoebe king and then they do the same thing again with the shitty bank which is yeah really funny to me i liked that i also love uh so he brings back his dioramas the one skill yes. he has and they're like, when did you have time to make all this stuff? And he said, when you guys were grabbing a Sprite, he said, and then he goes, funnily enough, I had most of the stuff in my pockets already. As if like, just they're like, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's, that's a good. Oh, that and uh, he said only two of the dioramas of the 12 he made are, are like presentable. So that's the only ones that were options. Yeah, it, it was just a silly joke. I liked it. They also do another fun joke. They give him a water gun because they don't trust him with a real gun. Um, and he does a James Bond reference. And they they kind of joke about how Pierce Brosnan's James Bond is not the best James Bond. Yeah. Even though it it's is. my favorite. Uh, anyone, did any other James Bond star in the N64 game Goldeneye? Don't fucking no. think so. so. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> so we get, we get, uh, another really fun scene, uh, that I kind of wish there's a little bit more of in, in here. Um, no, the bank robbing scene. Yeah. I not know. just because, not just because their disguises end up with Owen dressed up like a community theater version of Shrek. I don't believe that's why you. That's that why you wanted to keep going. So funny. I was so excited to get the sec the second actual Shrek reference in the movie. I love Shrek. Oh, I'm sure I've talked about it before on this podcast. Um, it was it was pretty funny that he he came in the shittiest Shrek costume. Oh gosh, yes, I, it, it looked so like funny. it was very good. Um, and he they have this whole plan to rob this bank, and of course, like things start going off really well, and then. Um, as because okay, so the whole thing is they're trying to rob not just the one bank but three banks because the guy cuts corners and has the armored truck pick up from all three banks, which means it's like robbing three banks at once, so it's supposed to be this big heist. Um, while his in law in laws are outside moving money from the armored train armored truck to a van after their whole heist plan goes off well, 
he's inside. He's supposed to come out and, and they're supposed to drive off. Uh, but what ends up happening is a big guy who was in there ends up fighting him and he's getting his ass kicked the entire time. And then he has to stop because the guy, as he's over him, like punching him, has a heart attack and he has to stop and give him CPR. Um, yeah, which they did a good, they did a, they made this joke better because the, the joke normally would be Shrek giving this guy CPR and then making jokes about it. But they just cut to him being revived, but he has green stain around his mouth. Yeah, which and everyone's clapping. Funny. There's yeah. a guy in the back filming with his phone. Um, it kind of shows that, you know, Owen's still a good guy. Can't let a guy get hurt. Doesn't actually want to hurt anybody. Um, he runs out, um, but because he has a water gun, the security guards realize this, and they have another shootout outside, um, and they end up having to drive the armored truck, which only has a little bit of money in it, out. Um, and as they're driving, the police come because they had to wait too long, and there's money flying out the back. They have to end up driving through a cemetery, so we get a couple gags there. Um, we get a couple more Shrek jokes. Love it. Uh, and all of this money's flying out, flying out, flying out. They end up with only, despite getting away from the police, they end up with only $60, which obviously is not the $5 million that they need. Now they have to now rob they have to, Superbank. They, now they have to rob Phoebe King, and he says that they can do it. They're, they're, they kind of make a plan to go do that. We get a throwaway scene between... The Russian and Parker, which I think actually might only be in there to make sure that the movie passes the Bechdel test. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. No, 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 no. Because the two moms talk to each other, and the moms talk to Parker. Talks uh, with the moms too. I, th I think the moms are talking about the wedding, though. Which yeah, heck, I don't know. It's iffy. It's just a scene to show like what kind of place that Parker's in. Um, they're watching a ribbon dance from someone from the former Soviet bloc. That's all. And she gets her head kind of hit on a coffee table because she tries to run away. I think that there may have been cut scenes between the two of them. I mean, there's always cut scenes. So. Yeah. Um, so his family, Owen's family, sees on TV the Shrek CPR scene because the guy was filming it with his phone. Um, and they immediately recognize that as Owen. Um, Owen calls them saying that he's going to need help, asks his parents to show up at his bank at 10 a.m. and don't tell anybody. And that's a ploy because they he knew that his parents were going to tell the police and they all the police end up staking out his bank. Uh, while they go to try to rob Atlas Bank. Um. What ends up happening there, oh, I'll get to that, I guess. They they go in to Alice Bank. By they, I mean Owen and his in-laws go to Alice Bank. And the idea is that he is going to act pathetic and get Phoebe King to show him her security system and unlock the vault. Um, so they go through that. And he, um, as they're going through that scene, the police realize that the parents would tell anybody that the bank is going to be robbed. So they realize it's a ploy. They all start speeding to Atlas Bank. But Owen ends up getting into the vault and locks himself in. As we've learned, um, there is always an emergency exit hatch in there. So he locks himself in the vault while his in-laws scare everybody outside. And his in-laws are going to be a distraction for the police while he grabs all of the money and ends up using his brother or his cousin, I think it is, um, as a getaway, his cousin who introduced himself in the teppanyaki scene as like an EM EMT driver. Well, I, he didn't even say he just said he had access to an ambulance, which is funnier. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Owen shows up at the at the place that they're apparently supposed to meet with the Russian lady. I don't that was never actually set up. Uh, yeah. Parker in a wedding dress, a really like gaudy wedding dress. It's very awful, but I love it. Um, apparently the Russian wanted to marry the father-in-law at some point, and that was the dress that she was going to wear. Um, Owen hands over the money, and the Russian lady says that she's going to kill them anyway. And Owen pulls out the a uh, different gun that he had received. I forgot to mention that they a gave him a gun. different gun, a real gun, who they said 
they said to him, don't pull the trigger. Do not pull the trigger on it. Uh, he pulls out his gun, ends up thinking that it's another water gun, and yeah, accidentally they're... shoots the guards. <laughs> he sweated. He sweat so much that it was dripping down the gun, so he looks at it and thinks it's fake, and then when he's looking at it, pulls the trigger and just kills the guy. Yeah, so, um, so the Russian and the two secu- the two bodyguards are dead. Uh, Parker and Owen reunite. The in-laws come. They say that, like, oh, they have, like, the whole thing. Like, you didn't tell me you were bank robbers, blah, blah, blah. All of that, whatever. Um, and they stay behind for the police to arrest them while Owen goes back to Phoebe's bank, puts himself back into the vault. They don't really explain how this happens. Well, it's how the same hatch. Uh, yeah, I guess he goes back through the same hatch and pretend and puts all the money back and uh, pretends he had been in there the entire time so he doesn't get arrested for the bank robbery. Um, and they have their reception. They they get married. They're at their reception. Um, it's a it's a shame because the in laws were arrested. They're not going to be able to go to the wedding, just like has been foreshadowed the entire time. But oh, the detective lets them come anyway, handcuffed to them. And because the, he reintroduced the in-laws reintroduced him to his long lost wife who yeah. was who they just had a divorce. She wasn't lost, which is out of yeah. they're just bone and gags. <laughs> yeah. They made it seem like in one of the earlier scenes, like she had died, like the ghost bandits had killed her. But no, it was just be- that he became too obsessed with the case. Well, yeah, he asked, like, oh, she's like dead, and like, no. She's just <laughs> She's married She's to a Navy and, SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> He's rock hard and has a cock that you could land a 747 on. Yeah, he yeah. goes, oh, is that... that? Oh, he goes, oh, that's big. He goes, no, it's wide. Which <laughs> I, there, there's a lot of uh, jokes about <laughs> the husbands like seeing their wives have sex with yeah. just very manly men. Uh, There's a lot of cuckold jokes, yes. D- Dan Marino jokes, but they're done in a way that is very funny because it's like, it's not like, ha, 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 you cuck jokes. It's all like Richard Kind being so proud his wife had sex with Dan Marino. Yeah. Out of orgy. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so the movie ends with a little dance scene. They dance for their first dance. Um, and during the credits, there's a during credit scene with all the small things playing as a callback. And Owen gives his in-laws a piece of cake and he's put a paper clip in it and said that he's left the keys in the Hellcat car. Uh, the end. Yeah. There's also a good joke at the wedding because uh, all his friends are there. It's uh, uh, Marisol, yeah. the woman from Played the Played by bank. Lacey Mosley, yes. Yeah. Says, you know, <laughs> those guys... <laughs> Uh, I held a gun in my face while they robbed the bank. This is really fucked up, uh, which is I, I like I don't yeah. like too many jokes about like how obviously this is not real world stuff, but like a throwaway at the end is pretty funny to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the movie. And like I said, I had a good time watching it. I didn't think it was like that. It had some moments where I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is too much. But I had a good time watching it. I didn't think it was I thought it was pretty well put together uh i thought that the actors did a good job like making me like the characters but there were there were some flaws uh that i want to talk about specifically with the characters um specifically owen really just owen yeah um adam divine is like such a goofy funny guy and obviously they're trying to use that um, throughout, like he does a lot of goofy humor, a lot of physical kind of humor throughout, but he's also supposed to play like this kind of straight laced nerd kind of character. I don't think that that was really the right fit of character. Yeah. Um, so I know I read a little bit uh, that he was directly involved in like the writing of this because the two writers pitched this idea to him way like I think like 15 years ago or something like that. Mm. And then he was like, contacted them probably during COVID and was like, hey, have you guys sold that script idea? And they're like, nah, we haven't written it. And then they wrote it. So he was definitely involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he probably thinks he can pull off a nerd more than he can now. Um, so that was probably just why it was a misfit. Um, but like, you know, he didn't want to write himself as like a cool character because that makes you feel like an idiot. Yeah, uh, but they could have just ri- wrote him. Yeah. They could have written him as like a 
burnout kind of character or like just like a a useless kind of person instead of like try to make him a nerd i guess the 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 thing is they could write him as a because he's he has to be a bank manager for the plot to go right or work at a bank by a bank manager um and that's really just not a burnout role though is what it comes down to um yeah he just doesn't pull off neurotic well no Um, he is always just goofy so they they didn't do a great job of picking the lane for him to be in. Um, yeah. Because he isn't neurotic. He, yeah, he maybe he wants to be more friends with his uh, employees than he should. But like they needed to take out the fact that like even if he wants to be, he's not like doing that well at his bank. I don't know. It's yeah. They should have. Honestly, they shouldn't have had Adam Devine as a main character. They should have cast somebody else. I know why they cast him. Yeah, I mean, because the movie doesn't get me Yeah, the casting for all the parents was, like, spectacular. I thought that they were great in those roles. Um, I I really bought the idea that Pierce Brosnan and uh, Ellen Birkin were, like, bank robbers. I thought that that was Mm -hmm. really well done. Um, I thought that... um, like there was some good chemistry between the like the bank workers themselves, like the scenes where they were at the bank and just kind of chatting. That felt good to me. Like I liked those characters. They were nice little side gags. Um, the stuff with the families I liked. Um, yeah, it was really just Adam's yeah. character. Here, here's what I bet it is: is um, a I I actually think Adam pulled off the jokes he had to tell way better than most people could. Uh, a different actor. This would have been a pretty bad movie. Uh, there's a lot of things he... jokes he could do that I think other people would have fit, fallen flat on. Mm. And yeah. he... Uh, the, he probably improv the most out of everyone and it's not close because he was so directly involved in making it, so his character got blended into more of a jokey thing. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I just feel like it kind of hurt the movie is all. Um earlier what, what? I his casting. I, mean, I think I think it could have been better. I, who who would do better there? I don't know. Anybody I, else actually. Yeah, uh I anyone mean, who I, would who could play a straight-laced kind of character. But he he wasn't supposed to be a straight-laced character though. But I think having a straight-laced kind of character would have been better. I I actually disagree. I think that is so that is what the movie is making fun of, is the movie The In-Laws, or The In-Law. Uh, and they had the straight-laced character played by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, and he's, you know, not funny in it. And I think that was... I mean, no one really likes that movie, I don't think. I think most people haven't heard of it. So I think the... Doing it straight makes it not what this movie is which was like a farce at times if you want it to be realistic you have to change every other part of the movie in my opinion if you want it to be this joke which was what it was a non-serious movie um where things don't have to quite be explained half the time you can have this joker character right i don't know that's my opinion of it yeah i don't know he's in my opinion though i think he was the weakest part of the whole movie yeah, I mean... Like, the whole character. Yeah, because it's Ellen Barkin, Pierce Brosnan, and Richard Kind. Like, yeah, of I, course I, it's I, the weakest. <laughs> I'm not saying any of that. I'm not I, saying any of that. What do you mean you're not saying any of that? I, I don't not, know what you're I'm not saying. saying, like, I'm not making a comparison. I'm just saying that I think he was the weakest part of the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm saying that it was a thing that had to be done because every other character is a supporting one that's extremely good. I don't think you could cast a character that could perfectly handle that level of like uh supporting cast. Anyway, um also we had mentioned the joke that they made about James Bond. Uh they said that the fifth James Bond was the best one. Pierce Brosnan is the fifth James Bond. Oh, is he? I thought he was six. Yes. Nope. Six is Daniel Craig. Oh. Um, also, according to the trivia on IMDb, uh, they play the song Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother during the armored car chase scene, which is also featured in Shrek the Third. That's nice. <laughs> um, 
yeah uh there's not too much to say uh about the movie like doesn't have a lot of themes it's just a the movie is what it is um has some mild themes about family and oh isn't it isn't it hard to meet your in-laws just very it's a it's a silly movie and not much deeper going on with it yeah i i personally think more comedies for a reasonable budget need to be made which is what this was uh i i hate the hundred million dollar movie budget that causes everything having to be some giant success so uh, i would i would support movies that are more just you know a comedy well, I also, I don't want to watch a movie every single time and have it be like, oh, I got to actually like focus and pay attention. And it has to be like, you know, <laughs> sometimes I just want something that's a little slapstick. And I feel like we give a lot less leniency to movies like that nowadays than people did in the past. Because yeah, like the... a lot of people say something like American Pie is like my favorite comedy. Like, uh, I'm I, I will. I'm gonna say though, having read the script to American Pie, it's one of the strongest scripts I've ever read. It is extremely well done. So yeah, but it's also a goofy slapstick farce. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, the problem with I'm going to say is the the turning consumer into critics for the internet's sake, uh, the cinema sinsification of movie review um yeah sorry the movie was funny so it's good because it's a comedy and i will not care about it past that is my opinion like uh it didn't do anything so bad or offensive that i would think about it twice it's just just a fine fine movie i think that also that it really plays into a lot of stuff we talked about in this podcast like we you have a good feeling about movies you saw when you were younger like these adam sandler movies like billy madison there's just as much silly weird stuff that happens in those movies as in this one but because one of them's in the past and happened a long time ago and happened when you were younger and also happened you know before rotten tomatoes was a thing too people have different uh spoken opinions and have different expectations out about it yeah, i would no, recommend like if someone had like just some time to watch a random movie on netflix this is not a bad one it's not a waste of time i'm sure there is a 15 year old who will make jokes about this movie for the next like 20 years you know yeah. or, like i do about grandma's boy that's i i i can see myself saying uh that uh like oh that's like a really big dick and then someone saying nah wide yeah like that's... there's like there are some moments there were some moments in the movie that like had me laughing pretty loudly but, like i said there were some that had me like rolling my eyes i wasn't a huge fan of lauren lapkus's theme opening i thought it was just like played out too long as a joke yeah um, um... of her being overly weirdly sexual while she's opening the vault if it was just like a little bit like i just feel like it was throughout the entire time she was opening up the vault was too much yeah um i she doesn't do another joke though it's no. <laughs> um no. yeah if she ever did another joke uh i would i would it would be probably pretty good, be pretty good <laughs> if she did another joke but she hasn't yet um maybe someday yeah, there were also some other things I wish I had seen more. Like, I do wish I had seen maybe a few more scenes with, or like one more scene or a longer scene with Parker and the gangster, um, the Russian gangster. Um, but the movie already kind of felt a little long. I don't know how long the runtime was. It was like 97 minutes. It's not a long oh, movie. Oh, maybe it didn't feel long then. Uh, no, it, it had a few uh, excess scenes that you should cut yeah. out. Um Honestly, if they're gonna not develop Parker's character, have her get kidnapped way earlier. Have her yeah, just... good point. I would have, you know what? Uh, directly after the dinner with the two parents' families, um, have her have him say, "I think your parents uh, robbed the bank," and then she goes to uh, brush her teeth angrily. 
uh, gets kidnapped and he thinks that she might have ran away. Yeah, or like or, even like some um, red herrings, like make her a red herring. She's in on it. Yeah, that, that could have been interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think for a lot of people who are, uh, I guess they're like industry veterans, but they're not like, they're not making their own movies yet, really. Uh, yeah. I hope they do more and maybe better stuff in the future. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what other like I liked that this was a completely fresh cast from the kind of cast we're used to seeing in Happy Madison Productions. I'd like to see more of that. Um I I'm happy to see more silly comedies. Love that. Um but what I'm mostly excited about is uh Spaceman coming up soon. So I'm really really looking forward to the time that we get to talk about that movie instead, which might have a little bit more meat on the bones. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. It was it was fine. It was funny enough. I'd not watch it again, but I wouldn't get angry if I had watched it for the first time, you know? Right. I, like I said, I don't feel like I wasted my time. I was interested in the movie. I thought it was fun. I liked the structure, even if it was cliche. Yeah, Alex, how do we how do we wrap up these podcasts again? They they feel so few and far between. Um, see you guys at Gen Con if you go. Check out our website, wannabegames.com. We got a new book out, uh, The Means of Magic, uh, is out. You can get it in physical form now, too, uh, via DriveThruRPG. You can get it in PDF form. It's been out in PDF form for a while on DriveThruRPG. And, uh, yeah, we'll be be at Gen Con. Gen Conning it up. Come come see us if you're going to be there. Hey, Alex, can you do me a favor? Sure. Will you take my wife, please? Yes.